Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. What's going on, church? So excited to be here with you guys as we look at these moments in Matthew. Today we're going to be looking at a very familiar story, one we've all probably heard before, the feeding of the 5,000. So if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and open it up. We're going to jump right in. Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 20. It's a good little bit of scripture we're going to be looking at, so just track along with me. It says, When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That alone is miraculous. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place. Other translation says, We are in a wilderness, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the village and buy themselves some food. See, Jesus is trying to get away. Man, people follow him. It's getting late. People are getting hungry. People are getting kind of hangry. His disciples say, hey, bro, you need to send these people away so they can get something to eat. You know, it's getting late. And Jesus responds with, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. If you've ever looked into this story, most scholars actually believe it was about 15 to 20,000 people there, including women and children. And see, man, this is such an important story. God himself, you know, in the Bible, we see this story. It's the only miracle that's recorded in all four Gospels. So there's something in here that we really need to get. We really need to understand. This is an important story. And as I was looking at it this morning, I realized, man, this is a story of dilemmas. So I want to talk about three different stories, three different dilemmas that we see in this story. And the first dilemma that we see is Jesus's dilemma. It says that Jesus was out here trying to get a little quiet time. He was trying to get a little Jesus time, a little me time. Any of you guys who have parents know exactly what Jesus may be going through. He's basically trying to hide from people. He's trying to see, man, I've had a long week. I've been caring for people. I've been preaching the gospel. I've been healing the sick. And what do people do? They still follow him. They still find him. He says that he gets there, and there's people already waiting for him to hear from him. But how do we see Jesus respond? This is his dilemma, and what is his response? His response is compassion. No matter how inconvenient, no matter how uncomfortable Jesus may have been there, fully God and fully man, Yet he still responds with compassion. And I feel like just God wants to tell somebody today that you're never inconveniencing God. You know, God does not mind being a little uncomfortable for you. You know, you're not too high maintenance for our God. You're never too needy with your problems. You're never too much. You know, I think it's so important that we don't doubt the things that God will do for us and the lengths that he will go for us. 
You know, just the other day, I was riding around with my eight-month-old little boy, and uh, he began to cry in the car. And, you know, as a parent, you don't know what to do. You're like, all right, I'm on the interstate. You know, I'm not pulling over. What do I do? And I remember I just reached back like this, and any parent knows what I'm talking about. This is probably a regular, a regular thing for you. I reached back like this, and I began to hold my little boy's hand, and he began to stop crying. And, you know, the truth is that I probably rode like this for about 30 to 45 minutes from Gonzales to Kyla's Drive, if you're in our area. That's quite a drive, and it was to the point where my arm was numb, my hand was asleep, but I continued to hold his hand because it brought him peace. You know, don't assume the things that God will and won't do for you. You know, it's an honor for a father to be inconvenienced for his children. And you're not too much for God. Your problems aren't too much for him. He's not tired of hearing from you. You know, you won't inconvenience our God. And the second dilemma that we see here, we see the people's dilemma. You know, it says that they're in this wilderness. They're in this remote place. And it says that it already began to grow late. And they were probably beginning to grow a little hungry, a little hangry, if you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, we're all in this crazy situation. We're all in this crazy time of events in our country and our world and so much going on. And I know we can grow very weary in this season. We can begin to grow tired and feel like we haven't seen our breakthrough. We can even begin to cry out to God and say, hey, what are you doing? You know, what, are you going to make something happen or what? But I just want to reassure you out of this story that Jesus sees your need. Jesus knew exactly what he was planning on doing here in this situation, you know, and he responds not only with goodness, but with greatness. You know, he doesn't only want to fill your hand with the food or the provision that you need, but he wants to fill your heart in a miraculous way with hope. You know, God is both powerful and he's practical. He fills your heart and he fills your hand. He fills your heart and he will fill your stomach. And this is what this miracle is in this story. And then the third dilemma we see we see this boy's dilemma. The little boy, you know, Matthew doesn't even give him credit here. The little boy, man, he's got these five loaves and these two fish. And I know we give Jesus all the credit and all the glory. But when we really think about it, what this boy did was amazing. You know, scholars say that the lunch that this little boy had was the lunch of a poor person. It was a few rolls and some sardines. And we want to think that this boy just easily gave it up. But if this little boy is anything like me, there was probably a little mental rustle there. You know, imagine this. A young boy, he's got his lunch his mama gave him. There's 15,000 hungry people all around him. And here's this guy who he doesn't really know very well, but he's been hearing about this guy. This guy might be the Messiah. This guy does miracles. This guy's changed somebody's life. This guy is somebody special. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes asking him for all that he has. You know, he's by, he come, Jesus comes up and asks this guy for his lunch, basically, this little boy. And I believe there had to have been some kind of mental strife. He's anything like me. Man, I have a problem with sharing even when I see a pot of food sitting right here. But because, because this boy gave all that he had, thousands got all that they needed. And, you know, and this is what happens when we give Jesus. We fully give ourselves to Jesus. This is the gospel model. This is multiplication because this little boy gave all that he had. Thousands got all that they needed. Their mouths, their hearts, and their stomachs were full. You know, I'm not talking about just your finances. I'm talking about your heart, your time, your talents. You know, this boy had true understanding. He understood and knew that all that was in his hand was placed there by God in the first place. You know, he knew what was in his hand wasn't from him and it wasn't just for him. 
See, the truth is, is we can easily lose sight of this, but there's nothing more that God's going to do for you or give to you other than the salvation of your soul that's solely for you. The gospel, this dilemma we face, it's all about others. Every blessing we receive is so that we can bless somebody else. Every promotion that we receive is so that we can promote somebody else. You know, I think about where I even came from in my own life. You know, 10 years ago, I was a very lost person. I had nothing to offer, but I brought all that I had to Jesus, and I placed it in his hands. Now, I think about just the past 10 years, you know, the hundreds of lives that I've gotten to impact. The people that I've gotten to see walk in freedom from addiction. The people that I've been going to see depression lifted off of their lives. The miracles, the healings that I've seen in my life. And the truth is that there's nothing special about me. All I did was gave up. You know, I'm not bragging about me. I just finally stopped wrestling with God and put all that I had in his hands. And it wasn't much at all, but by far it is the greatest decision I've ever made. And just like this story, man, God will always end up giving you more leftovers than you even started with. And we're about to pray in a second here, but I just want to ask you guys, what is it that you have, have in your hands that God is asking for you to place in his hands? What are you holding on to that he's asking for you to give to him? You know, who might, who might God want to use your gift or your talent or what's in your pocket to change their life, to impact their life or to the feed? You know, who might not be eating because of what you're holding on to and you won't release it into Jesus' hands? So I want to pray for you guys this morning. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity and the privilege to be used by you. Lord, that everything that we've been given comes from you, Lord. Help us to understand this, that you are our provider. You are our provision, Lord. Lord, that you take care of us. So I pray that you fill us with supernatural faith like this little boy had in order to release what you've given us and give it back to you. Lord, that we put our lives fully in your hands. Lord, wherever you want us to go, we will go. Whatever you want us to give, we will give. Whoever you want us to talk to, we will talk to. Wherever you want us to serve, we will serve. Lord, I pray that you bring us to a place in faith that we no longer wrestle with you, even in my own life, the things that I have struggled with to surrender on a regular basis, Lord. Lord, give me a new grace to release those things and to trust you that you will always return unto me more than I ever could give. Just like this little boy, fill us with this little boy's faith today. Lord, I pray that you bless everybody watching, Father, that this word be deposited deep down in their hearts and in their souls. We love you and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit HealingPlaceChurch.org.